0: Thank you.
1: Mo Shafiq and I'm the creative director of music uh, I'm Spencer uh, head of music we have a little bit of a different format today because uh, much like you all listeners we are still trapped in our uh, collective quarantines so this time we decided to open it up a little bit to some of our co-workers and some of our pals today on the podcast we have Ali Whalen hi and, and Eric Garza <laughs> Oh
2: hey, um,
1: how are your collective uh, sanities holding up these days?
3: Not bad, uh, not <laughs> bad. I um, I'm washing my pillows today, so <laughs> I'm, get, I'm really getting into the nitty gritty of things to clean in my house.
2: Feeling is that productive. your is? Is that the first time washing pillows since quarantine?
3: Since quarantine, yes.
2: Okay,
1: yeah. that was a dangerous question to ask. Not. Ever,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but since quarantine, Um, should I wash them more often? Now I feel it's self. Like
2: once a week. Nah, I mean. How often do you guys wash
3: your pillows? Yeah, man. Imagine. Uh,
0: Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine all the dead skin. Shut up! Really?
1: Once a week. I mean. I mean, yeah, once a week. Yeah, of course, once a week. (laughs) Yeah. I saw you uh, got finally got up on Animal Crossing this weekend.
2: I did. We finally. I finally started getting in pretty heavy this weekend. Um, and it's, it's tough because my wife and I share an account because with this new game, you can't have multiple islands um, per Switch. It's just one one island on a Switch and it's whoever starts it first that is sort of the the one who can do like the terraforming and the building and the things like that. So I feel a bit bad that it's me because I primarily got the game for her um, but it, it, it just so happens to be me uh, that is the island representative or, the, or resident representative. But, yeah, we're, we're making some big strides this weekend with uh, getting Nook's Cranny up and running. I just built my first bridge about an hour ago. Um, so, yeah, what's, it's good. What's the name of your island? Isla Bones
1: is the name of my island. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Out, of the, out of the four of us, Spencer's the only one who hasn't gotten hip to it.
3: Before we started this, I was wondering how long it would take for the three of us to start talking about Animal Crossing and have Spencer feel <laughs> left out, and it looks like we made it, like, minutes? Three minutes.
1: minutes? <laughs> yeah. I'm too old for Animal Crossing.
3: Don't say that.
1: Fair enough, but you were the, you were the first no person to start uh, making Death Vault artwork for distribution in Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm all all for it. I just don't play it or have a switch. So it makes it impossible for me to play it.
3: I just want you guys to know that I just looked up how often one should wash their pillows because I was feeling real self-conscious. I don't want this to go out into the world and people think I'm a dirty human being. And it's like three months, so I'm I'm cool.
1: Once every three months.
0: I'm washing far too often.
1: That makes me feel so much better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm somewhere in between, you know, uh, about a once a month person, but I wasn't, I was, I was starting to feel like maybe I had dropped the ball
3: So we can, we can put this out into the world. But wall. you wouldn't wear, you wouldn't wear, uh, like you're in,
0: most people are in bed for like a minimum of eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't like you wear a t-shirt well most people wear a t-shirt throughout the day for around (laughs) eight hours right yeah you're not washing your t-shirt every three months
3: but i also have i have allergy covers over all my pillows so it's pillow allergy cover pillowcase Allergy. so i wash the allergy covers every time i do my oh. laundry right so there's another barrier in there my dude oh okay so you were kind of fitted congested
2: this conversation's really the epitome of quarantine this is vividing, life. right <laughs> this is what people are paying for we have dedicated well, not
1: paying for it and that's the problem this is what you get for free um <laughs> all right,
2: several can, minutes we... <laughs> love it
1: we could pivot away from pillow talk uh, oh god that's not <laughs> <laughs> We can pivot oh, away from pillowcase talk to something else <laughs> a little bit more on topic. <laughs> we were just talking about things we were trying to uh, order online this past weekend. Spencer, you said you were trying to order some records. What are you What are you after right now? Uh, well,
0: I'm. I know I'm in the middle of. Uh, well, I can't even call it a midlife crisis because I'm way past the middle of my life. I mean, you don't um, know that. Yeah, you, could uh, live. you kind of do. The average age of a male is seventy-two years. Not that I want to bum anyone out right now. <laughs> but this I'm way is close quality to content for Eric. That I that I, that, I, that I am to uh, to life. Um, no, so um, I so I started to re-sleeve my entire record collection last week with Japanese uh, plastic sleeves that you can reseal. They have a little flap on the back so you can open and close and protects from dust. So I mean, if that isn't sad enough, <clears throat> I then was kind of organizing all the different genres. And then uh, for some reason, when I got to like my goth and industrial section, I then started to organize them in particular towns and cities. Because there's quite a big goth scene in Sheffield. Wow, I can't believe it.
1: I'm really you're impressed. Going, you're going full high fidelity right now.
0: <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm beyond. I'm beyond high fidelity, man. It's low fidelity. And then uh, when I got to my hardcore <laughs> collection, I was looking at the Don Martin Three album, and I was like, "Oh, I should pull out their seven-inch because that's one of my favourite seven-inches." And then decided to pull all my sevens out, and then couldn't find it. So I've either lost it or sold it. Or I don't know what's happened to it. So then I was like, "Oh, I'll look for that on Discogs." And then I just went down a a hole for six hours and purchased tons and tons of like old emo and straight edge that I used to have.
2: I'm and- right there with you, man. I've uh, not not so much on the records, but um, within the last like six or seven months, I've started uh, moving back into physical comic books i went digital uh for maybe the last like eight to ten years um and kind of just purged my shelves of any books i had or any comic books i had and then uh dvds or blu-rays or things like that but um a a few months before the before all this happened i I started going down and and picking up um, they're called omnibus and it's just big gigantic encyclopedia collections of of comics. And I like them cause they collect full runs. Um, you know, whether it focuses on a creator or a character or a storyline or what it'll, it'll be like 30 issues per book and it's all in, in sequential chronological order. Um, so I have gone down the rabbit hole of just picking up everything and anything and everything. Um, and just kind of recapturing all the comics I read when I was younger, all the comics I didn't get to read cause they came out before my time. Um, and just kind of falling in love with physical media again. Um,
1: is there a particular and run that you read for the first time that's, like, really exciting?
2: Right now... Right now I'm reading um, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Um, and that that's one that I had never read the full thing. Uh, I had read the f- maybe the first two, like, trade paperbacks or something like that. But there's a, there's a beautiful kind of oversized hardcover that I picked up, and I'm reading that for the first time, and that's really great. Um, I'm also reading... Uh, Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America from about 15 years ago. That's that's the run that uh, Winter Soldier was based off um, primarily. Uh, it's it's the first appearance of Winter Soldier, so I'm I'm reading his run on the character that lasted a few years. Um, so I'm kind of midway through that, but yeah, that's that's been great. And, and it's as someone who spends the majority of their day. Um, looking at screens, whether it be on, on email or computer or phone or what, it's it's been uh, amazing to just kind of decompress and give my eyes a break at the end of the day and, and actually read off a page um, going back to that. So, yeah, that's that's been my rabbit hole that I've been going down, and especially it's it's been elevated with how things have been um, and just kind of that, you know, um, what's it called? What's it called when you buy things? Retail therapy. That's, that's, retail <laughs> well, well, therapy has
1: been well, strong. welcome back to the world of making potential future movers' lives a living hell. Spencer mm-hmm. and I have been here for a couple of years now. You can see behind me my record collection. That's only like a quarter of it. And uh, this is this really grew when we moved into this house. And I, mm-hmm. I fear for the day when we move out of this house because we don't own this space. And someday we will. And whenever we do, it, it is just going to be... Um, an absolute nightmare on someone's back probably mine but definitely oh. at least the assistance of some movers or somebody I,
2: I think about that every time you click buy right it's like <laughs> oh god it's another thing to move and and like your like your records you know these are things that i care about a lot so i'm like oh i don't want to just trust a mover to do these i will move them <laughs> so yeah you're, it's just a, a punishment that you are setting aside for yourself
0: i moved uh 12 no 11 times in 13 years living in london Chad, it was a, an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's not good. Mine <laughs> are, all my records are like act like uh, the the racks are right above a flo- uh, on a floor joist because otherwise they'd go through the floor. <laughs> so I really sh- got some cheery stories today. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, this podcast
2: is just a support group for Spencer, and I, I love it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Spencer, I have to ask, did you pick up Uneasy Laughter by Moaning already? Oh, yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah, they, um, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm obsessed <laughs> with that record, man. I, um,
3: I haven't been buying records recently because I had just, um, I've been working on my setup, and I, I asked you a couple weeks ago how to strip Newspeaker Wire, because I think that's what was giving me Um, an issue and I was not having any luck with the method of burning the plastic to peel it off and None of the knives in my house uh, did the trick for stripping it So I brought it to a friend left it there. He stripped it and I picked it back up So I just got it but now I'm going to this website for end of an ear Which is a record shop here in Austin, Texas Spencer. You might have been there before in visiting
0: I DJed there. You
3: DJed there. So you're intimately yeah. familiar. and
0: Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah they've those, got a
3: cool, they, they've they put their inventory up online in Excel spreadsheets. So you just look through the spreadsheets, make a list of what you want to buy, and then email or call them, and they'll pull it for you. Um, and they've got that that record, they've got Uneasy Laughter on there. So I think it's about time I uh, return to the racks and pick up some stuff this yeah. week.
0: Uh, In fact, I'm actually uh, banned from listening to that in the house because I listened to it like (laughs) about 18 times a day for like three or four weeks. Like that's how obsessed I am with that record.
3: Yeah, this was your pick of the week like three weeks ago or something like that. (laughs)
2: Lost him lost him
3: <laughs> no, he's just He cares so little about Dune He's like, I don't really want to participate anymore
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those that are not in this active live conversation mo dropped out for a a brief minute or two Mm -hmm. and when he dropped out we were talking about dune when he came back ali was talking about american pie 2 and american (laughs) wedding and i just i love find the thread the bits of information on on how we ended up from one to the other wow
0: Wow. i can't wait to listen i watched the um i watched the beastie boys film yesterday. how is
2: it uh
0: it's amazing i mean I, i went to the show in london um, when they, uh, when they did it, like when they toured, and it was really emotional. Like I, you know, it was really crazy. There's like, forty to fifty year old people just in tears. It's re- it's really well done and it's really fun and, you know, makes you realise that how special that band were. I was, uh,
4: I may may have shed
0: a tear on the couch. you <laughs> uh,
2: know. Did you uh did you read the book that came out? Yes. Yeah. I book? mean
0: yeah. They're one of my favorite bands, man. I saw mm-hmm. them like a ton of times.
2: Do you feel that it added more content or was it sort of just a visual representation uh, of what was covered? A
0: lot in? more um, than just the book. You know? It's like and it's just their <clears throat> their relationship as well, like their interplay. Um, and then obviously with Spike John's like they obviously have known for years and years and years and they're all kind of riffing on each other at some points. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a nice addition to the book. Um, But I think even if you haven't read the book, then it's, it's definitely worth a watch.
2: Um, Did anyone see SNL last night? They did another one of the at home shows.
3: I actually, I watched it this morning because I know that you like to watch it and I, Always appreciate your insights when we get to talk about it on Monday. So I watched it this morning in case it didn't come up in
0: this. We podcast. don't get Saturday Night Live until Sunday night mm. over here, so mm. I haven't. I watched the last Stay at Home one. What did you think of it? I it was okay.
2: I I loved it. Um, you know, even even the sketches that were that. You know, we're not really particularly of quality. I still enjoyed them just for the charm of it and for the the um, the effort of it. Like I, I, there was something I actually found myself getting like oddly sentimental just watching it because that's another thing that I've gotten into uh, is is watching the late night shows just pretty regularly every night. Like I'm watching Fallon nightly um, because it is it's oddly comforting to to tune in and to to see. Uh, To the extent that how everybody's making it work, like Jimmy's doing everything and his his wife is shooting everything. His kids are in nearly every, you know, uh, every segment just kind of in the background or hanging out with him. And it's forcing people to be creative in a different way that I really appreciate Um, and and kind of showing a bit more of a raw, real side to people. you know, the, whoever he's interviewing, seeing them doing exactly what we're doing with their, their living rooms or their offices behind them. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a nice connection. And, uh, you know, if, if there's a silver lining to anything that's to there's a lot of silver linings to what's to the time we're living in right now. I think it's forcing a lot of brilliant creativity and it's forcing a lot of, um, and in some ways not, but if you're an optimist, uh, there's a lot of empathy coming out and a lot of just like beautiful moments of, of just humanity. Um, but that's kind of going off topic. But for as far as SNL, I really enjoyed it. I liked that first episode a lot. Last night, you can tell they sort of found their footing a bit more. Um, it was an oddly a long show. I think it ran for like 90 minutes instead of or it usually runs 90 minutes. It ran for about two hours. It went about a half hour longer than it usually does. But um, and they were getting a bit more comfortable doing sketches that utilized several people in different locations as opposed to just one person writing a sketch that they shot themselves. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I hope they continue to do more. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been, it's been a nice like reprieve for me personally during all of this kind of. You,
1: you know what it reminded me of a little bit, and I don't know how many of you guys have ever watched The State on MTV. Mm-hmm. It like feels lo-fi. They, I mean, The State was a show that ran on ninety, on MTV in like 92, 93 That was mostly shot on just sort of shitty video because that's uh, low budget MTV sketch comedy was and the amount of because that was such a large ensemble it was about an 11 person comedy troupe and if you aren't familiar it's like people like pretty much the entirety of Wet Hot American Summer's cast, Reno 911's cast, like uh, Tom Lennon, Ben Garant, David Wayne, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, amongst many, many others. Um, But the amount of, like, solo person sketches where they just are, like, running around their house filming things on a very low budget really reminded me of that aesthetic to a, a degree that I felt like it kind of comedy has gone full circle again because that was sort of fringe comedy. And now here we are, mainstream American sketch comedy is... Mm-hmm. re being represented by like shot on video, home style, low budget, like anything could be a prop sort of stylistic. Like the one, the one newer uh, comedian Chloe Fineman doing her like Airbnb sketch where like she's playing both characters mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of early state stuff.
2: Yeah, it's been great. And and even just like the details of you know them changing up the intro and shooting everybody inside their house and even the band is performing and they're shooting just zoom you know uh, footage of, of putting everything together. Like it's it's been great. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, last night's episode was was fun there was a really good performance by miley cyrus of uh, she covered uh pink floyd's wish you were here and it was super good so i would i would recommend checking that out
3: um do you want to take a brief opportunity because we mentioned the state to talk about porcupine racetrack
1: porcupine (laughs) racetrack so we we talked about this briefly in our slack but uh, i feel like i didn't shout from the rooftops how much of a revelation that was um for those who are unfamiliar again i already went on a run about the brilliance of the state but there's one sketch in particular which they highlighted as a very true like note that they got from the studio as please don't do this sketch they like basically blew a whole episode's budget on this high production value musical number called porcupine racetrack which involved every single member of the cast doing an ensemble uh music man style I guess, a Rodgers and Hammerstein-style musical about a day at the racetrack. And it's it's one of my favorite things they've ever done. It's one of my favorite things, like, of, of favorite pieces of comedy of the 90s. Um, and the state have been broken up for many, many years, sort of like kids in the hall. They're all still friends. But they um, got back together during the quarantine to record a thing over zoom basically with a full with every member of the cast including musicians like the guy who wrote the theme song uh uh craig wedren and teddy shapiro a composer who, who who we worked with before um doing all the music and it was inspired like absolutely inspired to see you know all these amazingly brilliant comedians doing the goofiest shit in their 40s uh singing stuff that they wrote when they were practically like post college grads uh with like actual musicians playing instruments over (laughs) it is very reminiscent of what's going on with SNL at the moment and it, it was a it was a true highlight of the week
3: day
4: at the porcupine racetrack we'll watch them little porkies run the sun the track and porcupine recipe for fun racing for mr johnson why thank you jimmy here get yourself a licorice whip
2: pick for you boys. Oh. This porcupine has to win. Yeah. He's strong and fast and ready. And
3: loaded up with gin. I'm
1: putting my dough on lightning because it says hey, he's
2: a sure thing. And, and the, the odds, odds are, are five to four. four. But boy, I hope that he's not slower. Otherwise, then this here Joe will be back on Skid Row.
1: i've pitched a number of times to our head of licensing tim Weish, to get me the rights to porcupine racetrack because i want to put it out as a seven inch and now we have a perfect b-side which is porcupine racetrack 2020 <laughs> and
3: i know tim's into it too it's just a matter of getting in
1: front of the right people but tim it has had multiple meals with thomas lennon at San Diego Comic-Con, and not once has he brought up my brilliant idea (laughs) to do a Porcupine Racetrack. uh, Don't you call
3: out Tim on air.
1: (laughs) I will call him out because I don't know if he listens, and if he does, then I will let that'll be confirmation (laughs) that he does. So uh, here I am, very uh, uh, suspectly dropping in audio from Porcupine Racetrack, (laughs) the original one, uh, and we'll see how many notes I get from Tim (laughs)
2: he can come on here and defend himself if he wants. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cage match. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because I have never really been much of um, a social media person. Um, you know, I exchange a meme now and again. Right. But like, I don't have Snapchat. I don't use Facebook and I'm not super active on Platforms. I've only recently started reading Twitter. I don't think I'm funny enough to use Twitter, but did it uh, on Friday,
0: didn't you say? I don't really know how yes, to speak. Because... <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. so you guys know this, um, and it's just it's interesting because I am finding myself getting a lot of joy out of things that are happening on social media, um, stuff like some good news like that prom that he had um a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago which when billy eilish came on i texted eric and i was like yo dude your number one superstar is on this uh digital prom tune in and check it out and that same night was the night that that thing you do was doing their live watch along right and yeah. um one of my favorite bands of all time pile Once a week, he's doing uh, hour long live videos on Instagram playing songs that he's never played live, um, but doing it from the comfort of his home. And it's just finding all these different ways to um, pull yourself out of a rut and feel a little bit more connected because when it's live and you can see how many other people are enjoying that same experience with you, like particularly these Instagram live videos, um, I end up like. We're all just cheering inside the text chat and like screaming the name of the song, (laughs) but in capital letters with emojis next to it, because we're not in the same room hooting and hollering with our beers. We're just sitting in our respective homes, enjoying this experience, but kind of treating it like we were at a live show. Um, And it's just, it's really endearing. And maybe I'll get to learn Twitter a little bit better and maybe you guys can follow me and I'll, I'll, I'll be more active on social media but at least for now i'm definitely using it as a tool for uh, a little bit of escapism and
0: yeah i i was really upset on friday because guy fieri did a instagram live and i didn't find out it <laughs> no someone, someone, so someone texted me just as he was like see you dude. i love the way you pronounce his <laughs> and name i was
3: and i was gonna
2: say i like i like that ready
3: yeah,
0: that's, that's, how that's he pronounces his name. <laughs> <Out> <laughs> true <respect>. <laughs> <laughs> Only true fans.
3: Did you, did you,
0: did you see? Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Hot mm-hmm. Ones, um, but like that's that's like my favorite mm-hmm. interview show.
1: Yeah, it's so <clears> good.
0: And when yeah, when Guy was on there, Short said you know Guy Fieri and he was like, oh, that's really cool because most people just say Fieri <laughs> which is probably how it is actually said, <laughs> but he's just made this thing. But he's also a uh, guy has, uh, I'm a really <laughs> big guy, if you to, uh, and uh, he's released a, a series of merch, uh, like limited edition Flavortown <laughs> merch right now, with all the proceeds going to like the restaurant workers mm. in America. Please tell so me there's at least one black shirt so you could have bought it. Black hoodie, 60 bucks. Hell yeah. Welcome to Flavortown <laughs> on the <bright> <laughs> I
1: can tell you all with zero irony that Spencer is not joking whatsoever. Him and some of our other close friends have all bonded over this to the point where ever, wherever we travel San Diego Comic Con or any of these other events, people don't go out and drink and party, they go back to hotel rooms and watch Triple
2: Zionist D. Triple yeah. D. I, I enjoy it, not to the to the level of, of Spence and, and a few others, but if it's on, I will watch it.
0: You know that um, Holy Rollers were on there, the Austin restaurant and they had a viewing party and we were in town and uh, we we went and we were the only people that, were, that weren't wasn't the owner's family oh. <laughs> and we had a table in the middle of the, <laughs> it was amazing and we were ordering the same food the guy was eating oh my gosh it's glorious but yeah, I, anyway, I've kind of gone off the point. But yeah, the, the Instagram live stuff's really cool. I know that I saw that um, Jeremy from Sunny Day Real Estate's been doing like acoustic sets and stuff mm-hmm. as well, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, this uh, I think it's this week at at the time of this recording um, that they're doing a like a kind of a Parks and Rec live special where they they're all gonna come back yeah. and and do a Zoom yeah. little hangout. I think in character is my take on it, but yeah it's i'm excited about that
1: that's a really fun idea i think that's that's actually quite brilliant i saw that the the friends reunion that got sort of postponed for hbo max similarly was just sort of their auctioning off like come hang out uh like with all six people whenever we can whenever it's uh, acceptable uh for for charity uh and i'm sure that's gonna raise a lot of money that that thing you do thing raised a bunch of money Mm -hmm. too Uh, We auctioned off a test pressing of the soundtrack and it raised over $5,000 for Music Cares, which is really, really exciting. And so, yeah, it's uh, the, the, I've, my mom has called me on numerous occasions, sort of just like, spiraling because she's very very upset about the state of the world um and i it, it's it's really easy to feel bad about it but it's also if you know where to look to your point Allie, there's a lot of really positive really amazing things happening right now that people are getting together and all because they have sort of the power to do it right like people who like normally you know wouldn't do stuff like this can open up a vault or open up like just spend 30 minutes with people who they you know normal who are bored out of their minds in their homes and 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 Raise awareness of a, of a of a charity or an organization that they may not have been focused on, or and can donate money to, all while just you know playing a their instrument of choice, or by just talking about a subject that people have always been curious about. It's it's really,
2: truly beautiful. It really is, and, and, and yeah, like like we were saying, there's there's so much just sort of scary things going on right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty and horrible horrible things, but. Yeah, if if you know where to look, uh there's there's also a lot of beauty to be found and just humans being incredible to each other and empathy and love and togetherness like it's 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 amazing and if you spend your time there like it it provides a bit of uh a bit of light in a in a very very dark time. <laughs>
4: Do that again. no, a the I love the down a truck like I wanna do. I love the zipping in the ride a I love back of back Did you overhear of a wish sandwich? What well, is the kind of a sandwich that you're supposed to take? Two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. a ride a a The other day I ate a ricochet biscuit. Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <coughs> you go hungry. <laughs> hmm. Oh, no, day. I in the I ate a cool water sandwich and a sun. go to meat and bun. Do 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 boom. a ride a riggy riggy bubble I love the of a He in a Hell ride a living another mm. i a hell, to a of a You ride a in a Hmm, what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do, 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 do well on that note i can't follow uh, i can't follow that up eric
2: (laughs) (laughs) so back to american Um, wedding uh, (laughs) alleyway oh no yeah uh
1: i'm glad i'm glad i missed the dune talk that's all i'll say so uh (laughs) uh, on that note uh you know for those who don't know uh ali why don't you say a little bit about what you do at mondo and shout out anything you have that's exciting that's coming up and uh well eric you do the same we'll wrap things
2: up
3: eric you go first <laughs> i'll
2: go first <laughs> uh hmm well i i i work particularly a lot of my time is spent um on the poster side of things in mondo along with with my uh, the other two heads in this hydra mitch putnam and rob jones um we have a lot of fun things in the works, you know, obviously with a lot of the conventions sort of being canceled, um, you know, even though we're not going to be there physically, we're still planning a lot of fun and exciting things to, to come out around those times. Um, So one in particular is, uh, is Texas Frightmare, you know, that would have been, I think this upcoming weekend uh, had things gone according to, to plan. Um, But since it's not now, we just have some great, horror-type titles that are going to be coming out in early summer. Um, so that's one uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is being able to share with Ali um, our love of the current state of the X-Men. Uh, if, if, you are, if you are listening and if you are reading, there's a really great X-Men relaunch uh, that's being kind of spearheaded by this, uh, this writer named Jonathan Hickman, um, who's done a lot of great work on like Fantastic Four and Avengers and a lot of uh, kind of indie solo stuff, East of West and things like that. Um, but it's it's great and it's a sort of revamp and reboot of the X Men, uh, kind of restoring them to their their prominence and giving them making them relevant, making them cool, making them exciting again. For a long time, they they have been sort of treated as like the stepchildren uh, at, at Marvel. Um, speculation uh, there are theories as to why that was the case but um there that's not the case anymore and it's been great and it's been going we're going on about a year now uh, and it's super exciting and we are developing uh, a lot of fun products to kind of uh, celebrate the current times of x-men and, and i can't wait to share that with people because it's it's all really really good
3: man we can have an entire episode dedicated to discussing what hickman is doing with x-men mm-hmm.
2: We can and we should. Maybe you yeah. should. Because it's incredible. <laughs> and
3: even like Howard, uh, House of X and Powers of X is fantastic, but I'm also really looking forward to seeing what comes from that. Um, I know that right now we, things are a little bit on pause, but doesn't mean we can't speculate together and daydream about what can be.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot uh, things like Ali said. Things are on pause right now as far as new books coming out. But mm-hmm. you know, we we are about a year in. So there's if you're interested, it's, there's no time like the present. Um, if you can and, and are able catch to up. to catch up, mm-hmm. uh, the, the House of X and Powers of Ten. Uh, you know, that's a twelve issue story that's amazing. And then out of that spun about six or seven titles that are all roughly like eight to ten issues in so there's a there's a good amount of, of story out there to to catch up on that way you know once things once the wheels get rolling again we can we can all continue along together um but yeah it's it's great
3: um so i am creative director for apparel and enamel pins and um maybe less well known the glassware programs at Alamo Drafthouse which right now is on hold uh, as movie theaters are closed to keep people safe. Um, A lot of theatrical debuts are being pushed so we've got projects that are waiting for the right time Um, but enamel pins and apparel. um, I've got some really exciting things coming up in the next I got my whole year planned out already and I'm looking forward to all of it. Um, I think this summer we've got a, a real colossal collection coming that will be using a lot of properties that we haven't had rights for in a while and um, they're films that Mondo likes to celebrate and things that we just haven't had the ability to treat with t-shirts and apparel items. And, I'm just looking forward to sharing that with everybody.
1: That's really exciting because your Godzilla collection of apparel was one of my favorite things we've ever done. So I'm quite excited to see what comes next.
3: Thanks, and that—I mean—that collection will never die because that universe is so massive that there are so many characters that we haven't even started talking about. That um, everybody's going to get their time in the sun. So.
2: Yeah, I've seen a lot of the things that that are coming down the pike that Ali's working on, and it's all brilliant stuff so i I can't wait for us to be able to put that out
0: well godzilla is always needed
1: (laughs) well on that note we'll sign off but thank you guys all for listening and please remember to rate review subscribe tell your friends about this it's all uh it's all still pretty new and you know if you've listened from the very beginning you'll notice the format is very amorphous and maybe we'll we'll solidify it one day but we're just having fun here and this is just how we uh this is how we chat pretty much every day uh, in this now new, uh, strange time, and so if you enjoy it at all, um, you know we're happy to keep doing it as often as possible. So um, I think this week we just released the Avengers soundtracks, which have been in the works for a very long time. Um, not to to bury this lead, but this is the 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 <laughs> end of the campaign to date we don't really have another one in the works so if you are a big marvel music fan and you have a title that you're excited about the possibility of us doing let us know on twitter or instagram uh let us know what you know uh, mcu soundtracks you'd love to hear us put out uh because we're we're at this point the 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 whole entire road ahead of us is sort of in question because obviously like Ali mentioned the the movies aren't coming out anytime soon we were sort of ramping up to the the phase four stuff but with that in flux we have a couple of months ahead of us so if you'd like to see us sneak in Doctor Strange or Captain America Winter Soldier or something like that Iron Man 3 is a favorite of mine uh let us know uh Spence anything else before we sign off uh hmm. I
0: had a very interesting chat with uh brandon cronenberg this week about his new film possessor yep. yep which is pretty phenomenal and he's a he's a mondo fan says we do great work so that that was really cool and i have had uh not that i want to be that idiot that drops a name but i have had a couple of conversations with john waters he's a Absolute personal. Be still my beating heart. Oh my gosh! I can (laughs) barely even speak when when he answers the phone. (laughs) (coughs) So yeah, we have a couple of uh, projects with Job coming up this year, um, which I'm super super excited about. And I think we've already told people that it's going to be Crybaby and Hairspray. And if we haven't, we have now. So, and uh, we have Sarah Deck doing art for both of those. is turning something really really phenomenal brilliant yeah, it's looking great yeah that's super exciting i you know that, i mean that's the best thing about what we do really is like being able to work with people that you're a huge fan of yourself you know we're very lucky
2: thank you so much for uh, for having us on pillow talk Mo, and Spence. yeah
3: <laughs> 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 guys this is my first podcast so go easy on me